What's up, my guys? We are back. This is the Juice Box with episode 83. I got my new hashtag Milk Gang crew neck on. Zoom in on that bitch. Big Czar, what's up? It's funny. Like, you're telling yourself to zoom in and on I'm, it. Yeah. Like, I'm not the one yeah, making like, the Yeah, like, you're clip. not the one that makes it. <laughs> <laughs> I got some big news, actually. Um, I'm officially a business owner. Yeah. Welcome. Uh-huh. Business owner. Yeah. You heard what he said. Yeah. It's official. You heard him. Me and, he is uh, so official. All he needs is a whistle. That's all I need. I can't find him anywhere. There's a whistle shortage, apparently, in the country right now. It's because it's... of that one uh, boat that got stuck in that yep. one that goddamn body boat. of water. But, yeah, me and uh, my co-collaborator on Midnight Gamer, Cicere, we started a website to sell Pokemon cards. I'm going to be honest with you. I um, I really respect you going in to a new business being so diverse as you already are starting. Normally, it's just a bunch of fucking white dudes sitting around. You fucking pull in the Asian, Caucasian, <laughs> Asian, Carmel King sensation to be your esteemed partner. That is a big move for you. Yeah, you know, honestly, it just logically it made total sense to pull in, uh, you know, somebody um, of Asian descent. You know, they are, you know, traditionally big in the trading card game so you know it, it just made total sense it just really fit and and, and honestly uh, today um i i got my first investor to the company and um you know i decided to just make him a partner on the thing Fuck on the yeah. damn hell thing. yeah are you not are you allowed to say who to uh-huh all right uh-huh it's it's former slash current juice box member Anthony Tiggy Nation Ty. Oh yeah, so Tiggy very, Nation. Very excited to bring him on board. Yeah, well now now we just got this whole thing cooking, and uh, it's called the PokeShop.com. Shop is spelled with two P's and an E, like that. And um, yeah, it'll be, very classy. Yeah, it, you know, it just it's got like that old school yeah, it vibe. Does. So it we're does. Ex- we're excited to get it open. Um, very you, you can visit the site though and put your email in to to uh, stay up to date on on everything and um you know hoping to be open soon. Got Congrats. all the inventory, got all the inventory just not open yet. Congrats. Thank you. Very exciting Fuck stuff. Fuck yeah. Well, I might as well do it now for do the it. third time and our first third recurring guest, we have ourselves Uncle AJ Bucon. Welcome. Well, thank you. thank you. It is great to be back here. I'm just, I, I am so honored to be back here. Third time. I'm liking it. Hey, congratulations on that pokey shop. I thank think you. that's excellent. Thanks. Excellent. It's great to be back here, guys. You are just doing such a fantastic job. I live, I live for the Juice Box podcast every Love week. It. And that, and that milk thing that you have going on. Hashtag. Don't yeah, forget hashtag, to put hashtag on Yes, it. the milk gang. It's incredible. Incredible. Gang, gang. Now, is there is there any is there any pressure being the first third time guest? No, I'm gonna tell you. Um, you know, just from a, a guest perspective, this is one of the most relaxed atmospheres I think I have been in, um, like ever. You just come in and you talk, and everyone's just so friendly, and you just feel comfortable here. I don't feel any pressure at all. I mean, well, that's seriously. what we want. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And it's even what we tweeted about today. So we had 
two of our uh, past guests, one past member too, Kyle Fair. Two past guests interacting on Twitter, and Jake was yes. like, see what the pod does, and it's so true. We just create a relaxed environment with mm-hmm. just friendship. Yeah. That's all it is, man. Two two-time guests, actually, mm-hmm. both of them. Facts. That, that's, it's, there's not that many people that can say that. There's a... We need to kind of be like Saturday Saturday Night Live and start a, like, a... Uh, yes. A, the club for how many times you've been on. Oh, wow. That would be good. And maybe so, have pictures of people yeah, on the wall. With, like, tallies. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's wow. a good idea. Dead ass. That's uh, really on, cool. Honestly, that would be great. It's exciting. This is, like, third time. It's That's, mm-hmm. big, that's a yeah. big deal. I just remember when, you know, the first time I came, and, yeah, and hopefully we'll have a chance to plug my uh, new book. Oh, we'll plug uh, it. Yeah, uh, but anyhow, um, yeah, I just remember the first time I came, um, I, I remember Me hearing. Too. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> That's from the office, by the way. But um, <laughs> sorry. Go ahead. Onward. Oh man! Now I can't put this. I can't share this with my students at Central because of that. It's uh, all right. Can, I'm not worried we'll about cut it. it I'll still do it anyhow. Yeah. But anyhow, that's not the worst thing that's been said. It is, and I'm sure. But no, I just remember it's like it was over on the other side of the room. Yeah. The the couches were there. Everyone was sitting there, and it was there were a bunch of people sitting over here. And I just remember it wasn't even the first time I came. I just wanted to watch it the first yeah, time. Yeah, I remember. And it was just like, what is going on here? And it was like, I you know, it wasn't like it was you know I don't want to say presence in the presence of greatness. Oh, you know, y'all are great, but you know when you're in the middle of something and you're witnessing like something kind of developing. It's really you have to be aware of it, and I was really aware of it then. I think it was really such a good experience, and just like how the whole podcast has grown, it's just been incredible. So you know, yeah, it, absolutely aces, guys, aces. It, like in the beginning when it first started, kind of like how you said, yeah. we knew what we were doing, but at the same time, we really didn't know what we were doing. If right. if that makes sense, like right. we we would have our friends come over and they would mm-hmm. they would watch us, and you know, it was fun and exciting, but then over time like you realize how you know maybe when you have all that background noise and background things going on you kind of miss the uh personal one-on-one kind of conversation Mm -hmm. type you know what i mean so over time it's kind of evolved and it's it's been a it's been a really really fun journey truthfully yeah honestly i uh that you mentioned that there used to be like crowd like a crowd we had a crowd quote unquote crowd that would watch that made you feel like as you were as we were talking like you felt like you were in a show like Mm -hmm. it was a show but now especially when you're 20 minutes half hour in of just this you forget like that we're recording almost it's it it's truly such a genuine conversation all the time you know what i mean it doesn't even feel like a show until you stop to think oh yeah we're we're recording right now when you when you could I ask a question you can. just for all of you um you know you were talking about like the crowd being here and you're kind of playing off the crowd do you when you're recording uh an 86 86 episodes is that what you 80, this is 83, 83. 83 okay, okay 83 episodes um do you envision like the people who are listening to your podcast like I mean, I, we all, you know, with the podcast, clearly you can keep track of how many times people listen to it. But do you kind of envision people who are listening to it, maybe direct content towards them? Or is it just the that's, conversation That's here? a 
question I've never even thought about, yeah. but honestly, I don't think so at all now. Mm-hmm. That's that's a yeah. really good. That's question. a really good question. I've never even thought about that's that before. Question. That's a great question. I, for me personally, no, I've I've never thought of it that way. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think, and I I think I can speak for for Jake and JT. I don't think we um, cater to. Yeah, like, yeah, we don't come out. Yeah. And do an episode and try to cater any episode towards a certain right. crowd. If I'm being honest with you, I don't even know who listens to our podcast. Yeah. I right. know I know a group of like our friends, maybe ten people. I'm with you on but that. But then I don't know who the rest of the people mm-hmm. are. I mean, you look at our analytics and stuff, and we apparently have listeners in right. different continents. It's yep. insane, and, actually. And uh, you know. You, it's weird to me. I don't even know how accurate those things are. I have to. <laughs> yeah. I have to imagine they are somewhat. But like, shit. We'll, we'll, what are we in? We're in like top hundred something comedy. Yeah, podcasts. I mean, we like these last couple weeks. We fluctuated so much. We were in Canada, Australia. We're even finally cracking in the U.S. now. Like, it, it's it's. Uh, I've never really actually thought about your question in depthly but what i have thought about is i hope that our <laughs> is that a word no new it's a it's a jake word it's a jake is god yeah. love you we, we all know what you were talking hey, about sh- hey check the webster <laughs> dictionary sound it out sound it out but um <laughs> i i have just kind of thought about i hope the people that do listen just like kind of take it how we do and it's just a relaxing chill environment like i i I hope that our listeners listen to us because they relate to us and and that's so funny you said that um probably about seven weeks ago now i was i was out on a run for work so like when i first started my new job they were just having me do some like busy work and take the truck out and do a few things and i ran into somebody who you know we're all we all know him and we're friends with um cody connect yeah cody connect so shout, I remember shout out cody i ran into him at, he was at his job and he's like man you know listen to the pod every week and he's like it's it's cool he's like i just feel like i'm just like chilling with the boys mm-hmm. so it's funny you said that because that's truly is the vibe we're going for that like they can just pop that on and right. just feel like they're just hanging out i think it helps you know bringing in um the guests that you have you have such a diverse group of guests and you know to me like you you had kyle on last week and i think you know he knows people and so people who know him are listening to your podcast so you probably have a an extremely wide audience um that's kind of how i look at it. it's like when i when i'm doing my blogs and um uh, at www.ajbucon.com um, send it yeah i and i post them i like i can see as you said i can see how many views they get you can see across the country and across the world, like it's in the United States, but then there's some in like odd corners of the world. It's like I didn't realize people were reading there, but um, I, I get more feedback from the blogs because like people can comment on yeah. social media about it. Um, I just wondered if you all had a way of getting people to like get, provide you feedback, like if they're following you on certain platforms. Um, do you have like your email that you have there? Um, is it is there some way that you can find out who the people are so it it kind of it gives you an idea who your audience is does that make sense I don't know if that's even important 
Yeah. To you or not? No, I I I know what you're saying. Sense. No, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, I get, you guys say Instagram mm-hmm. is our biggest. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, we get interactions on our posts. Right. I say. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get a lot of feedback in person. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, realistically, right. I, and this is God's honest truth. A few, probably a month ago now, I went out. I can't remember. I think it was a Saturday. Friday, whatever. Doesn't matter what day it was. I went out, and some swear on everything person came up to me. Started talking to me about the podcast, saying he wanted a shirt. Absolutely no clue who it was. I think it's great. It's it's cool. I mean, even though it's local, right. it's still cool. Like to yeah. see someone you really don't even know saying, "Hey, like I like your stuff." Like there's something. It's mm-hmm. it makes you feel good. I mean, you probably have more people that have listened to your podcast than you have listens. If that makes yes. sense, like I think, like if you cheat. To me, like if you're keeping track of listens, like sometimes people may not listen, but you may have a new listener there. You know, yeah. I think you probably have a wider audience than you think you do. Personally, I, I would yeah. agree with that. Mm-hmm. I think you're definitely on to something there. I'd say it's a probably a mixed bag when it comes to episodes. You know, we you got to think back to shit. I don't even know a number it was, but like when we had our first girl guest. You know, maybe we had more girls. That was Loveyco, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shout out, mm-hmm. Karina. Yeah, shout out. I think we probably maybe had more girl listeners that week mm-hmm. or, or whatever. I'd say you're right. It probably fluctuates. But, yeah, I mean, just the whole the whole, um, the whole whole thing, like JT said, when, when you get credit in public mm-hmm. and not just on social media, it, it means a little bit more. Right. It's just it's yeah. a weird feeling to describe. Right. I don't, you know, mm-hmm. I, like I... I went out to a bar a few weeks ago, and the the bouncer guy was like, "Oh, you're the other guy from the juice box." I was like, <laughs> I was like "Yeah, man, I am. Yeah." And like, it just caught me off guard. Yeah. I don't, I don't, didn't personally personally know him, but I think Jake and yeah. JT know him. I know you're talking about, but I didn't. So like, mm-hmm. when when it caught me off guard, and I was like, "Oh shit, yeah, right. yeah," you know. Mm-hmm. And and that's a whole other thing too about this this pandemic, you know. Before that started, we were getting a lot of love. That crushed us, bro. I did, man. Yeah. Like, we were out, us. out in public, and people were constantly bringing it up to me. And, like, I, I don't want to sound snobby or whatever, but I just tr- I truly felt like the shit. Yeah. So think, think of, so think of this, okay, how we felt like that locally at our local bar. Mm-hmm. Imagine someone who hit fame, like, real quick, big-time fame, like, mm-hmm. and you— you go out to freaking, I don't know, New York or L.A., and you have that going on in, like, a completely different part of the country. Could mm-hmm. you imagine what that felt like? Yeah. No. Because that happens to people, and mm-hmm. we're, we're excited about our local fans. Right. Imagine, like, someone who has international fans that know them mm-hmm. everywhere they go. A like lot, A lot of people can't handle that. Yeah. Which is it's sad. But you see a lot of, like, movie stars or musicians that go from, like, nobody to overnight success and then they can't handle the fame it's actually like a sad phenomenon yeah and obviously there's people that can just totally handle it just grasp it and just roll with it but i always think like when i compare to us i always think about like um like barstool like imagine you know they're based in new york city i i imagine it's pretty fun for a lot of those guys to go out in new york city yeah and people just recognize mm-hmm. them, yeah. you know. It's got to be, dude. It it has to be. And to go back to kind of the the listeners and the episodes and everything like that, one thing that I've kind of picked up on is 
just by listening to podcasts and things all the time is that I might have a favorite podcast or podcast that I listen to, but that doesn't mean I listen to every episode right. every single week. Right. And that's something that was kind of difficult to kind of get in my head in the beginning. It, it, it's like you have to realize that, you know, some people just don't have time to listen to every yeah. single episode. So that's why you have to go into this every single week in the best mood with the like best, you know, like energy that you can, because that could be that one episode that somebody that wouldn't normally listen. Right. That is a really good point. You know what I mean? Yes. It's, it, I, I mean, it's like, you got to bring your a game all the time. All you the do, time. Cause you never know who's listening. We yeah, talk about that yeah. a lot. Like, you know, be on your, sometimes, you know, I feel like I don't bring my a game. But then they reassure me, like, no, dude, the mm -hmm. episode was good. So it's yeah. good to have positive reinforcement from yeah. from your co-hosts and everything. Well, but. Uncle AJ, mm -hmm. are you planning to ever bring your podcast back, uh, I, season two, or what's yeah, going on there? Well, I'm, yeah, I'm. I am. It is in the works. Um, what's up, buddy? I had to put on a little hiatus, um, result of the pandemic yeah. for me. Um, I just, you know, I as many people know, uh, you know, I teach it. Uh, Central Catholic High School, and it has been a grind this year teaching, and I was finding I was spending so much time on the computer, and I was just burning out, Oh yeah, and I wasn't enjoying, and I hadn't done a lot of writing either, and it was just all I could do to, to keep my sanity was to step away from it, and I said, I just, I had to step away from it for a while, and I'm kind of excited about getting it up and going again once school's over, um, you know, kind of keep some of the same things, but, you know, just Come at it with a fresh attitude. Yeah. I think it'll be helpful. It's, like, it, it's just been it's been extremely difficult to for me personally just to be creative um, while this pandemic has been going on. And I, I applaud all of you know you guys for plowing through that and like trying to do the videos and it's like because that that's hard to do when you can't you don't have that interaction. It, it's just it really is. And uh, you know if you feed off of it and you don't have it, you know. What do you have left to do then? Yeah, so, and I, I've I've told you off air that I I really do enjoy your podcast because as these guys all know, the listeners may not, but when you and I get in like serious conversations, we don't agree on anything. No, no, that's true. That's Literally true. ever. So like when when I get to listen to your podcast and hear a different perspective on, you know, topics that are going on in the world. And even uh, one of my honest, honest to God, one of my favorite podcast moments was when you had me on your podcast mm -hmm. and we had a legit, like in-depth mm -hmm. real life conversation going back and forth. And it, that's, it, it's, it's in, it really is enjoyable to talk to people that I don't think like, right. You know what I mean? Because then that gets my brain spinning like, huh, wonder, Wonder if, you know, what he's saying mm -hmm. has any positive things behind it versus what I think. And it's like the topic was that cancel culture, and it's still going on now. It's just it's gotten it's even worse, I end. think. It's, no, it's, it's not. not I, well, I, I think it's interesting. Just mm -hmm. think about he, make, he makes a good point, but I, that makes for great content. Mm -hmm. Think about what this is probably you've been coming here. Now what? This four, six, four, five, five, four or five six weeks. weeks yeah. yeah, yeah, five, five six weeks. weeks in a row now. You've been, you've been documenting some things, <laughs> but uh, yeah. you know now, and now you're the guest. But like we we've sat here for five weeks in a row mm -hmm. now, and we have these very good conversations mm -hmm. before the episode starts or before our other guest gets here. Yeah, mm -hmm. that, 
And that's, yeah, you're right. Like we don't agree on yeah. a lot of stuff. That's what I was going to say back in the beginning when we were talking about how the podcast is genuine conversation. Mm-hmm. I would like in the future, obviously not now, like when we have better technology and maybe even mics around like in the room to not to to just start them. Not the episode, just start them because some some of those pregame conversations, mm-hmm. they get freaking Yeah, they're good. They get there's some deep shit yeah. into some of the pregame mm-hmm. conversations to get it rolling. So I think it'd be cool to like, you know, I mm-hmm. said in the future, you know, have stuff always rolling so we could use that as another show called like the pregame show yeah. or something, you know, oh, okay. something stupid like would, yeah. that's a good idea mm-hmm. actually. Yeah. Cuz for me, I don't want to say I was ever against the um like roll-in method. Mm-hmm. I know we wanted to try it one time. It was just it's it's different when you know that you're going to be doing this rolling thing versus just coming down here and just starting to talk. It, oh, 100%. You know yeah. I mean? so, like, <laughs> so it's like, yeah. The idea of the rolling is brilliant if we had like TIG over there or an intern or somebody over there to where they can be. Because, like, what I thoroughly enjoy is kind of what we just did before we started. We all were sat down in our seats, but we were loose. You were drinking your beer you were getting all ready like i was kind of walking around and we were talking and it it's like it's so much easier to get a conversation going when you're already conversing like 10 to 15 minutes prior because sometimes you know and it it's not bad sometimes we're in the mood but sometimes we just get down here smash that record button and go like it it, it is like podcasting is such a crazy art form because kind of to bring it back to what we were saying you really have to you have to bring your a game every time in terms of being able to pivot from one conversation to another to give your input on certain things and that's kind of like what these guys are saying i've enjoyed having you around so much because it's nice to just have a different perspective on on things that we we would all talk about together conversation is not a lot of people say oh we're, we're just sitting around talking Having a good conversation is not always an easy thing to do. You know what I mean? It's not. Like, um, you know, as a teacher, it's, you know, you want to, I, I, I try to encourage that in the class, but not everyone wants to feel, feels as if they have something to share or feels comfortable in that environment. I think when you warm up and you kind of get a sense of where people are that day, it, it does help yeah. tremendously to have better conversations later on. So well, I agree that kind of goes back to what we were talking about before we started recording some people express themselves differently like mm-hmm. some people internalize mm-hmm. way more and it takes more for them to get involved in the yeah. conversation like some people have to sit in a conversation and just observe and listen before mm-hmm. they can dive into right. it you know what i mean yeah so and sometimes for the people at home he's talking about himself well, no, yeah but there's a lot there's a lot of people like that he's saying like you know, classroom discussion. Like some people just rather sit there and listen. And then like, that's why I like having our mm-hmm. pregame. Cause it's like a war. It's literally a warm up. Right. It's essentially right. a warm up. You know what I mean? But it's very, you know, I think it comes with, you have to find, like you said, conversation isn't mm-hmm. easy to have with everybody. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a big thing that I learned in college. So I think that it really comes with having common ground with, with the people I know that we have different guests on here, mm-hmm. and they might not have common ground with us, and we might barely know them. 
but that's what comes with three of us or four when Tig was here, being able to bring that person out of their shell right. and, and talk about mm-hmm. it. But it's something I learned in college. Like, you know, when I, when like halfway through college, when I joined a fraternity, then I was around a lot of different people that, you know, I don't know these people. And sometimes you just get in a room with someone and be like, Jesus, this person's just bland or this person, I can't even have a conversation with them. Like, it's just like silent. It's weird. It's awkward. Yeah. It just kind of, and that's just something like Jake and I, (laughs) it's so funny. Like I can remember like our first times having conversations would have been in uh, math class at Central. And it was just, just kind of like an instant thing. Like I said, Jake always has that fucking energy. He's always had this energy about him. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, dude, I, you can just talk to this guy for hours. Right. Like, I, I, legitimately. I just, I truly, I honestly just enjoy talking to people and having conversations. Like, if if you're willing to have a dialogue back and forth with me, I don't know if I know you or not, but if you're willing to show me that you have some interest in this conversation, I'll talk to anybody. And that's kind of like, I love having close people on. I love having you on. I love when Tig's here, but I actually really, really, really enjoy when people come and I really know nothing about them. Right. Because Mm -hmm. I genuinely can sit here and ask them questions that I don't know. And they can give me, you know, answers, deep dives about their life. And kind of just how you said then once they realize that this is kind of just like a, a shoot the shit conversation, they come out of their shell and that's when you hear stories and you know, it, it's like I down the road when we become a bigger brand, I'm most looking forward to having these people in that I know nothing about. Yeah, exactly. But, like you could argue that almost every guest that we've had on, we know a little bit about yeah maybe had an interaction before like i i'm trying to think of a guest that we've had where it was just like straight in the dark and i don't think we had that the only one that you weren't here for the episode but the only one that i didn't really know anything about him was the first g episode okay exactly yeah Yeah. that's who i was thinking might be the only one and i was out of town for that and honestly i'd love to have him back on a third for a third time like soon he's great because he's a cool dude and the, our our past episode with him, you know, I'd like I'd like to get, you know, we talked all that crypto and stuff with him, but I'd like to get into more stuff because yeah. he's also like a nerd like us. He's into yeah. that type of stuff. And we really didn't touch on that. And, you know, so I'd like to entertain him in, in that aspect of, of the talk. But but yeah, I mean, like it's 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 our job. You know, it's funny, I'm calling it a job, but it is our job as the hosts to bring the best out of people in conversation so like jake's saying down the road if we can start getting guests that maybe have nothing to do with the ohio valley like guests that are are actually like i'm I'm not discrediting any guests but like people that are like off in a different state doing something crazy like it'll be cool i mean like we can hopefully bring the conversation out like that's our job i think um Kind of, and I just want to take what you're saying uh, just a step beyond that because I, I always like what you said there is like it being a job. Um, I think it's even more than that. Uh, I think that 
as individuals, as humans, as people in society, one of the best things that we can do, we were kind of talking about this before, about how there are so many clashes going on in, in society right now over everything, is that to, like, for, for the three of you, when you're doing your podcast, you engender trust in people. Like, when people come on, and I'm listening to it, one of the things that I've noticed is that you do, you people, they want to share something because you have a genuine interest in what they are. Is there something on my mic? No, I'm telling oh, okay. you to oh, talk to oh, the oh, mic. Oh, sorry. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> that See, was now, funny. Hey, back into show. <laughs> no, <I'm laughs> no, but like, um, yeah, that you, you engender trust in people, uh, so they feel as if you can, they're going to be comfortable talking to you. And wouldn't that be nice if we lived in a world that kind of modeled what you do on your podcast? That like, if you encounter people, um, that they feel as if, you know, when you're interacting with them, that they have, uh, you know, some kind of value beyond just that person that is there in front of you and that you interact with people. And I think that's what the three of you probably do, you know, outside um, yeah. of the podcast. And I think that's something that the world needs yeah. a little bit more uh, of. So it's kind of um, a lesson for all of us that we can learn by what you're doing here. Yeah. No, I agree with mm-hmm. you. Like, and I, what's sad is I think a lot, a lot of people mm-hmm. are afraid to open up in that regard because there's so many people out there who just want to just shut people down real oh, quick. Yeah. no matter what it is you know if uh if they anything you want to talk about um growing up in uh you know having racial issues growing up mm-hmm. you know someone that was gay or lesbian anything like people are afraid to open up about those things because there's so many people out there who are going to just try to shut them down i mean that's what's sad Especially with the media age. Uh, yeah, it's very sad. But, you know, th- this brings an interesting point. You know, you being a teacher, and I know it's different because you're you're interacting with younger people who maybe haven't found their identity yet. Mm-hmm. But, do, I mean, do you see that as a challenge? Like, when you're in your class, do you sometimes, I don't want to say you pick and choose students, but you have to be able to notice the students that are, like, more reserved yeah. or that you can't get a conversation out of. Mm-hmm you kind of find a challenge in that and and you want to try to get them to open up yeah almost it, yeah actually it's it's tough as a teacher i try to encourage as many people to be involved with what's going on but i also have to recognize that um you know that someone that's sitting you know on the other side of the room and doesn't necessarily talk all the time it doesn't mean that the person's not engaged in what's going on. Because I think, you know, sometimes there, you're, you all, as a teacher, I always have so many students who are up and down, constantly walking around and like, you know, talking and, you know, they're full of energy. But then there are some that are, that are definitely more reserved and they're not going to talk much unless someone is speaking to them. But when you speak to them, then there's, you know, you can start a conversation there. It's just hard. It's, you, you want people to feel, I guess I always look at, um, my classroom is being a place where everyone feels comfortable mm-hmm. and it's hard sometimes to, you know, know when, you know, I, I want to push someone to uh, share a little bit more, to talk a little bit more. Um, it's not to torture them. It's just to kind of get them ready for kind of the world, the way yeah. the world is. Cause it's a world where you have to be able to interact in some ways, but um, it's hard. Yeah. You just try to find a way to do that. Yeah. And it, it doesn't really help either that I feel like we live in a time of society where, going up and like starting a conversation with a stranger, whoever it may be, 
is is so weird and frowned upon. Yeah, it's not the norm. I, yeah, it's, I wouldn't even say it's frowned upon. I would say people genuinely get shocked if you got out of the way to try to talk to like them. Like if it's a stranger yeah, and yeah. you're like if being friend workplace. Yeah, if you're being friendly to someone, most people are like like. What are they about to try to do to me? Are they going to try to steal from me? Yeah. Like, stab me? It, it's like our brains now just automatically go to defense mode rather than just being like, oh, shit, this person is just wants yeah. to have a conversation with me. You know, there's yeah. no there's no motive. There's no uh, plan. There's no strategy. They literally just sat down, and they just want to have a one-on-one chat. And I, I hope that that comes back. I, I really do. Like, I mean... I just feel like the older we get, it, it's it's gotten so, so much weirder in terms of starting conversation with people that you don't know. Like like now, I feel like you always hear the stories where guys and girls would go out and they would all walk up to each other and they would introduce themselves and that's how you found your woman, guy, whatever. Like, that's how you found your person. And now, I feel you go out and you stay with your clique and then you see somebody out, and I'm not saying everybody does this, but instead of walking up and talking to that person, you wait till the night's over and you DM them. <laughs> Can I ask you a question? Like, you all, I don't go out to bars and stuff and do all that, but, um, like, when you go out to bar, like, this is what I see in, in the classroom. Not that my students are going to bars, but, like, kind of, like, society. Well, bars, they they probably know. do, but they, uh, they may, yeah. Um, Okay, I'm in my I'm in my homeroom. My homeroom comes in. I love them to death, but like as soon as they have like a spare moment, like the cell phones are up and they're like looking at this or either looking at TikTok videos or they're doing this or watching this. And it's just odd how like um they don't interact as much because of like cell phones there. Yeah. Do you find like when you go out to bars or like we don't want to what is it? No ad, no, no free, free ads. ads. No free ads. If you go to any local establishments, you do you find that people are um, still connected to their cell phones a lot? That they're not aware of their surroundings. You know what I mean? Like, honestly, I would say, I would say no. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, th- yeah, I would agree. Especially, with that. I'm just going to speak for myself. You add this, mm-hmm. doing this for almost two years, right? And you add the pandemic being trapped inside. Mm-hmm. I am. When I go out somewhere, mm-hmm. I am probably the most social I've ever been in my life. Wow. Okay. I can honestly say, now I don't go out a lot. I like being by myself mm-hmm. the majority of the time. But when I do go out, I feel like I have learned to become, not even learned, like I want to be more social. Like, right. I, I agree. Like, to be honest with you, mm-hmm. this is the best time I, I've been able to talk to girls in my entire mm-hmm. life. Like, when I was like early 20s, mm-hmm. Like, I had a hard time with, like, going up to a girl and just mm-hmm. trying to talk to them. I feel, like, way more confident in doing that now, which I think is a mix of this mm-hmm. and a mix of the pandemic being just, like, trapped inside and not being able to do anything. And I, I know I can speak for myself that I make a conscious effort when I'm out with my friends to not be on my phone. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, for me, I don't actually ha- – because normally when we go out, like Jake said earlier, we'll go out to our local establishment and we'll be with a clique of people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so my brain doesn't even process that, like, I need to be on my phone. Yeah. Now, if I went to that bar alone and I sat at the bar, right. then pr- probably 
I'd be on my yeah. phone. Yeah. Are other, like are if, other if people doing that, though? I mean, sure. Everyone, people, everyone's different. I, I mean, yeah, you could I probably, like, if you went to the bar and actually took 10 minutes to people watch. I'd say 50-50, yeah, truthfully. It probably would be 50-50. You think maybe I just don't pay attention. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but like I said, we're, we're usually yeah, there with not, a group. Right. So, like, we're focused on our group. We're having conversation. I don't. The only time I would pull out my phone is if I'm going to pick a couple songs on the jukebox. Yeah. That's really it. I I mean, but also too, I I wouldn't be surprised in this hypothetical people watch situation where if you walk into that establishment and you watch people for ten minutes, there will be some people that are with their friends, a group of friends, and all of them will be on their phone. Right. Yeah, no doubt. I'm I'm not like I think we all agree. We're not saying that that doesn't happen, but luckily for us, when because like. The way we are at in life now, I don't really text my friends every day nonstop. Yeah. I just kind of shoot messages here and there. I I utilize the time when we are all together to have those conversations that I would do over the phone. Because then that way, when we're all together, we're not all just sitting there playing on our phones. Yeah, I just wonder, like, when I was, like, your age, about a decade ago. Um, no, it wasn't that long. It wasn't <laughs> that joking. long. I'm just joking. Well, like five but, years. Right? Yeah, like yeah. five. Yeah, five. Yeah. But uh, what it would have been like, like people of my generation, if we had had the cell phones, like, you know, when I went out, and I've been out before in in, in bars and stuff, and it, and had a good. But I don't, I can't imagine like having this then because I would have been someone that probably would have been on his cell phone a lot. Well, you, truthfully, yeah. you want to know. All right. I don't think it'd have been any different mm-hmm. if if mm-hmm. if. When you were our age and had the uh, technology mm-hmm. we have now, I think it'd be exactly as it is now. People want to say, mm-hmm. oh, you know, look at these young people that can't get off their phones. Right. How many times you'll go out to dinner at a restaurant and you'll look at a table and it'll be a table full of people older than us right, locked in their phone. Yeah. You're right. All but, four yeah. of them. So I truly, truthfully, I just think it's just you're going with the times. I don't think age actually matters. I just what I was wondering is like if I didn't have that, what would I have been like? You know, how much would I have developed socially enough um, with that? And I wonder, like, are there a lot of people who are not developing those social skills? Because you were talking about how people, they don't want to interact. People, you know, sometimes they don't know how to talk to one another. Is it because of that that they're so caught up in that a lot? I I don't know. I I think it's weird for Mm -hmm. For our age group specifically, we have grown up and seen every change in technology through, like, our formative years. Like, we weren't already adults and seeing technology change and change and change. So it's very weird. Like, if if you really think back, when we started college, yes, we had smartphones. Like, the first iPhone was, what, probably out my senior year of high school. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. Like, we had these smartphones. The apps were starting to come, Twitter and stuff. But Twitter, like, Instagram, and Snapchat, and that was it. Yeah, but it, but but it wasn't so much a part of the day of your daily fabric as it is now. That's so true. Yeah. It's very true. So, like, yes, we had that stuff, but still, at the beginning of our college years, I, I tr- truthfully, I don't think we were going to parties or doing stuff socially and be fucking glued onto our phones. Right. It's way worse now. There's so much more content to consume and 
all these different things, and that's just a span of ten years. It used to be phones didn't have like an internet browser on it. No, and I so mean it's like you can see it, find anything. It, on your phone. It's so weird right. to see the evolution. Like right. I can distinctly remember I was in seventh grade, and the big thing for seventh and eighth graders back when we were that age was like, hey, we're gonna get a group of people. We're all gonna meet up at the movies over at the mall. We'll we'll walk the mall, then we'll go mm-hmm. to the movies. I remember we were sitting in a movie, and I looked over at this kid that was in my class at the time, and I was like, "What are you doing?" Like I, I at that point in time, I didn't have a cell phone yet. I didn't get a cell phone until my freshman year of high school. So I'm looking at him on this like flip phone, and I'm like, "What are you doing?" Like I just didn't know what he was doing. It just looked like he kept dialing numbers. I thought he was fucking around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I was lost, and he's like, "Oh, I'm, I'm sending a text message." I was like, "What the fuck is that?" <laughs> I had no clue. I was like, I was in seventh grade. I was thirteen or whatever. I was like, I don't Dude, know. That's really funny. I have no that's clue. Just, and then, and next thing I know, it's it's a thing. Like, Dude, I, the, I, it, the formative years yeah. of texting it, leading up into college, and then what we're at now, it's it's quite yeah. the evolution. I remember my first flip phone. The numbers, I mean, yeah, the numbers didn't have letters right. to type. Yes. They were just numbers, and that's it, which is crazy to think of how far it's mm-hmm. come. So did like, your first flip phone have T9? No, it didn't. It even, was just it you wasn't had to hit even it like, like three times? No, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> you know how in the numbers it used to have the three? And yeah. Flat, it didn't even have letters to type. So you could type. text with yeah, it. Yeah, there wasn't even yeah. a typing So, like, on yeah, it. like... I'm trying to think back using, like, my mom's. I I would always just, like, hog my mom's cell phone and, like, buy shit on it behind her back. Yes, exactly. Play Snake on uh, the Nokia phone and and all that kind of shit. It's it's just so funny, dude. And, like, that wasn't that long ago. Well, and and I know, like, I want to be optimistic and hopeful about it, but I honestly feel like our generation should – and hopefully will be the one that kind of teaches the future not to be on these all the time, because we actually, we are the perfect experiment. The millennials that everyone wants to make fun of yada, yada. We are the perfect, perfect experiment of pre technology and smartphones and smartphones. We know the benefits of not having them and we know the benefits of having them. You know what I mean? So, Absolutely. So I, I don't know. It, it's it's weird because, you know, they help a lot. Like, it's great to have that kind of computer in your pocket. There are real-time benefits of it. The problem is, is that we've – I feel like the older that society has gotten, we've grown to have short, like, spans of interest. So, like – for example, what happened to the monoliths? Remember the monoliths that ha- that came uh, a couple thing, months ago? I I truly believe that was just a hoax. No, but 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 what, but yeah, I but do what now. I'm saying, I do now. I did like that that wasn't that long ago. Completely forgot about it until I saw a picture of my phone. The murder hornets. Completely forgot about that. Like there's there's so many things that happen, and there's so much information to retain. I just hope that our the millennial Dude. generation can just bring everybody together and be like, guys, like, you know, this isn't this isn't what we want to do all the time. Well, it's a it's a bit nerve wracking to be if we're being honest. I hope that we can do the same as what you're saying and like be a guidance to the younger generation. But man, it's scary. Like, my, I have two nieces. One's nine, and they just turned nine, and the other just turned five. Like within a month of each other. 
but like they were able to navigate a iPhone and an iPad at like three years old. Yeah, no, that's that scares me. I've I've said it. I'm scared, and I don't want to just be one of those older people who say the the younger generation. You know, they're screwed. So you be in, you're gonna be an older person. That's now. what that. But that's what I'm doing because I used to hate when people do that. But I'm actually scared f- for that reason. Like yeah. young kids, like young kids. Mm-hmm. Like that's ingrained in their mind already is mm-hmm. type 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 play this app blah 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 blah. Right. But then again, I also think when it comes, you know, they're mature of age. I feel like they will be smart. Really, I feel like younger kids will be really smart. Just all the access of things that they have. Yeah. So there's there's positives and negatives to it because like like you said, we we had both, so we're not. Reliant, like we obviously we play on our shit all day, but we're not like reliant, like we need it. These kids who have done it since they will literally remember of having memory. They, the all their oldest memories, they will know of like an iPad. Yeah, they're gonna like never know what it's like without one. The Snapchat filter. Yeah, is like it's just so funny. Like my niece was like five, six years old, and she's like pulling up a Snapchat filter, wanting to take a selfie. And it's funny, I, I, I think I agree with what you're saying. I think they're going to be smart and that kind of stuff. I just think um, you got to worry a little bit about disassociating yourself yeah. from, like, reality, it, it, which is just a, a little bit of a scary thought. But I, I actually um, I wanted to backtrack for a second because you mentioned, you said something about when when you're at your ho- in your homeroom class mm-hmm. – and then whenever they get a moment, they're, you know, pulling out their whatever and, and all that. Are they allowed to do that now? No. <laughs> um, so you're just a cool teacher. I, I don't consider it cool. I, okay, here's how I roll with that. And I don't, just be fair, I, we are not supposed to be using our cell phones in school. Um, I believe that that kind of logic is flawed because when you say don't do it, then people want to do it. And I think that... You have to, as a teacher or even as schools, we have to teach them how to use it appropriately. And there's a time and a place for it, if that makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if, if like, you know, I've given assignments in, in class that they need to find pictures of themselves to attach to a document. Well, they're not going to, I'm not going to say, well, when you go home tonight, take out your cell phone and find the pictures of yourself. They're, they have access to that. And, you know, they, that's what they do. You know, um, we recently we did a, a a project in class about the motivation of music. They had to pick their favorite song, explain, you know, what the artist is saying, but why it motivated them uh, and in what ways. And they're not a, they, yes, they can go on their Chromebook, but they also have playlists that they can go to and they can find it. I don't have a problem with that. It doesn't bother me. What bothers me is like, you know, I love my homeroom. So if anyone's listen, any of them are listening, you know, I still love you. But it bothers me when they come in that the first thing they, they sit down and they're like they're checking all this rather than just like interacting with each other. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And I, I have to say, are you st- are you on TikTok again? Because that's what they you know not no disrespect to TikTok, but why do you, don't you have anything better to do with yourselves right now? I said, you don't have any homework. You don't have anything you can look at. You don't have anything you can write. You don't have anything you can study. Um, and then at that point, I kind of do what you all do here. We start having conversations about things just like that. Um, 
rather than just sitting there looking at our cell phones and stuff. So, uh, if that I, makes sense. I, I just I get worried because I feel like sometimes kids, adults, whoever it is, they don't realize that a lot of these social medias, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, whatever, that's a highlight reel. Mm-hmm. All that ever shows normally is what good is going on in your life. That's the one problem with the social media apps is it doesn't kind of help promote the fact that, like, everybody goes through issues. So when you're sitting at home and your classmate, uh, Laura Jean, gets to go to the Bahamas for spring break, and I'm sitting and wheeling, working at a, I don't know, baseball field. Wheeling Park. Yeah, Wheeling Park. You know, I inwardly as humans you kind of just sit here like darn i wish i could do that but also it might show laura jean might be going to the bahamas because somebody in her family's having issues right doesn't show mm-hmm. that part so yeah. that's 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 just the one thing about all of this that worries me is that if we don't get it under control quick all these young kids are coming up and their one goal is to be the flashiest person mm-hmm. on social media to create followers and attention because as we've seen over the past couple of weeks and months, if you have the followers, you literally can do whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. And that's what kids are striving for these days. Might be a good thing, might not be, but I, it, that's what, what worries it's me. It's a bad thing. I A friend of mine sent me out. I, I don't remember the name of the book. It's like called E-Gen about like, it's called like the electric generation, electronics generation, and that there's been such a rise in depression uh, as a result of social media because of the exact same thing that you're saying. I don't think it's I, – it, and I said that to my students, you know, and they know that. They say, oh, we know. We shouldn't be honest. I remember having a conversation with one of my homeroom students. I said, yeah, I can't stand to, not. I can't stand Snapchat. I always get that, and like it's a quick message, and da 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 da. I said, well, why do you have it? I said, well, I can't. I got to have it. I said, well, why do you have to have it? Well, and, and she's uh, like, well, didn't, didn't I, know the answer. There's no answer. She says, well, I just have it. Says, why don't you just delete it? If it bothers you, why do you even have that app on your phone? Well, everyone else has it. But why do you, is that why you have it's it? It's called it, FOMO. Right. Yo. And yeah. It's like, yeah. And, it, and that, I think the kids actually said, they use that word. Yeah. It, exactly what it and is. And it's like, and it's so, and they know it, but, and, but they're addicted to all of them. And I, I try to say that, but I don't. You know, I'm only one person fighting against that. And it's just until they realize it and start changing themselves, what can you do? As a man that has deleted and created more Snapchats in the history of Snapchat. (laughs) Oh, my God. I can't believe How many days I got. Jake Nixon has added you on Snapchat. I'm just like, what? How many Jake Nixons are there? (laughs) Yeah, I thought, is someone trying to make a fake account for Jake? I mean, it's just that's – I still have it. I don't use it as often, but I went through a period where – I would tell myself, like, I need to get off this because I don't enjoy Snapchat. But then when I started looking at the breakdowns of, like, my phone use, for some reason I'm on that so much. Mm-hmm. And it, it, I don't know. But I, I completely understand where that could Yo, from. okay, mm-hmm. so there's this movie. It's a Justin Timberlake movie. It's called End Time, okay? Mm-hmm. The currency is time. time. So, like, the rich people have hours and hours and hours and hours of time banked up. That's how they buy stuff. And the poor people on the streets literally just have minutes. So they're fighting to find more minutes to live. And once your clock goes out, you die. It, it makes me think of modern day and a modern day in time movie. Instead of time being the currency, it would be followers. There you go. 
that's how it is because it's like you see the people with millions and millions of followers they're they're rich they're rich mm-hmm. high status they got you know all this crazy stuff and i don't want and i don't want to say you know oh you are so right old joe schmo with two followers over there he's just begging he's trying to get his name out there bro he's got nothing mm-hmm. and that's what it's almost like like a modern day justin mm-hmm. time movie except wow. it's followers instead of time as the currency I, I my my mind's blown. You are you are actually are very very true, very very it's right. A crazy concept. It is yeah. a crazy concept, and that's I know we've talked about this off air, and I'm we don't have to talk about anything specific, but that's what makes me worried about like the phone passports for wh- whatever whatever it would be, whether it's COVID or um you, you know mm-hmm. just just whatever it may be, because then then that means we're like promoting. We're almost making it okay to be on your phone all the time, I feel right, like. Right. And mm-hmm. and that's that's just where I truly, truly get nervous because I you know, I know terrible things happened during the pandemic, but that was the best for me to re- to learn how to relax my brain. And the best thing that I can do as a person is put my phone down. Go sit outside, watch TV, put on a YouTube video of just waves hitting the beach crashing and just sit there because with all of the stuff that we have to consume daily through work, interactions, everything like that. And then we go home and we sit down and then we read on everything that's going on across the world, too. Mm -hmm. You know, like no wonder everybody's so tired and worn down and like drained it's because we retain all this information constantly all day long and at what point well i mean i know what the point is people monetize it so like it's never really going to go away but at what point as a group of humans do we realize that like we don't need this shit all the time no at what point do you take a stand in your own life Mm -hmm. and say to yourself Look, I need to take a step back for my health right. mm-hmm. because I 100% agree with Jake. Right. You're consuming a lot, a lot, a lot of information daily that you don't need to consume. Mm-hmm. I don't need to know that. Mm-hmm. I just don't. There's so many things like I, it, that doesn't affect my life. I don't need to know that, but it's going to weigh on me a little bit mm-hmm. maybe depending on what it is. Right. Yeah. And that, that's why I get so frustrated when people bring like they're married to their ideologies or ideas and they bring those to the table and they're not open to conversation about it. But the conversation literally has nothing to do with their direct life. Like a lot of the fights that we really have as humans, whether you're black, white, male, Mexican, female, transgender, whoever it is, the biggest fights that we literally have are over things that don't affect our daily lives normally. And isn't that weird? It is extremely weird. The fights that humanity has are fights over like this grand scale (laughs) of things that don't, yeah, like you said, doesn't affect my daily life. That's why I can't, I can't sit here. First of all, I think the system is flawed, but I can't sit here and fathom how like people get so up in arms over politics. I don't get it. I don't get it. First of all, I don't think that the country should split uh down the middle into political groups in the first place cuz all it does is cause hate. But like to me, 
I always just sit back and I like see people go on these rants on Facebook and Twitter. And I'm just like, why are you so up in arms? It literally like doesn't really actually matter. Yeah. I don't know. It does. It just politics is on. It's like an economy though. And they thrive on. It's just a crazy thing. They thrive on uh, hate and different, different beliefs. I mean, they, that, you know what I mean? You're absolutely right. It's same with the news. I mean, the news would be nothing with, I don't want to say local news, but you know the big news stations, they would be absolutely nothing without differing ideas. Like, I'd like to do. I'd like to take if I had the the means to do it. I obviously don't have the time. I would love to do like a research study on politics and truth, truly, truly find out if in decades past, if things were. You know, because maybe because sometimes I think about it. Well, maybe I just didn't realize it because I was too young. But I'd like to do a research study and and see if if things in in you know like two decades ago, every time there was an election, if people would get as up in arms as they have the past two elections, because the past two elections have been fucking wild. I mean, like not to call out your age, but was it was it like this when you were younger? No, no. I I I think probably the biggest thing that's probably. Um, stirring the pot on all of that is the social media aspect of it. Just as you said, it's just, it's something that I, I, in the past, yes, there were always disagreements in politics. Absolutely. But now it's magnified and it's, it's on social media. It's on network news. It's on, we have cable news now. You know, when I was growing up, we had like what, 13 channels Mm -hmm. and then cable came and, there's news everywhere, and it's just you can't help but hear all of it and see all of it. It's always in your face, and it's it's magnified then. And I think that's what's causing all of this stress. Yeah. Like people just see it all the time and hear it all the time, and it's it ties in with what you were saying. I think the um, the news programs feed off of all of this uh-huh. because their ratings go up. Yeah, and just like with the YouTube videos, the more likes that they get, the more followers they get the you know then more people are going to continue to follow them so it just keeps building and building so what more can we do to bring in more of an audience and i think that's what's happening here's a weird thing to think about because we again this is another thing we lived through when twitter first came out did you ever think that twitter was going to be the main platform for politicians to get their message out it's fucking it's fucking weird you you, if you watch, I try to avoid watching the news, but obviously, it's a hard thing to avoid. Sometimes you'll be watching the news, and there'll be there'll be like um, presidential candidate so and so tweeted today. Yeah. They'll be like, oh, senator so and so tweeted today, yeah. and you're just like, and then they'll have their tweet yeah. up like on the screen, I'm, like in the bottom yeah. corner. And you're like, this is like what reality am I living yeah. in? I'm it's gonna fucking try, weird. I'm gonna try to explain this the best way I can because. Sometimes I have a hard time explaining my thoughts, but when Twitter first started, you didn't look at Twitter as a worldly thing. It was your people around you. Mm-hmm. Your, you know what I mean? Like yeah. when I had Twitter, I got Twitter to see what people at, in high school were talking about. Mm-hmm. That's all it was. It wasn't I could add fucking what's-his-face in India as a friend. It was, oh, I'm going to get a Twitter so I can see what all my friends in high school are talking about. It was just my area. That's all. That that's I didn't even, like, 
my brain didn't even think of it as being this big thing, turn into this big worldly thing where everyone sees everyone's stuff. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's become such a bigger thing than than what it was. Yeah. Well, and right. and that's why I pulled this up because every time we talk about Twitter, I always laugh. I do remember the biggest thing on Twitter in the very beginning was Ashton Kutcher trying to beat CNN as the first person to get a million Twitter followers. Like I remember they were talking about it on the the news. You'd see like like this. Like can Kutcher beat CNN and Spears? That that was. That was the biggest thing, and that was back in 2009. And just like you said, it's like now if anything happens at all in the world, the first place I'm going to is Twitter yeah. right? because you can find people that You're were right. there that have videos, and it, it mm-hmm. just kind of all wraps. I wanted right. to say this. Like I know sometimes I'm naive, but I, I do, look at, do look at this as like people – if you it it almost seems like the media companies are doing this on purpose because if you want positivity and happiness you're not going to keep promoting negativity, violence and issues that are happening throughout the world. Like if you want people to be happy, let's talk about like positive pushes that are happening. Let's talk about a good thing over here and a good thing over there and instead of just turning them all into negative issues, let's talk about how we can learn from this and push it forward to where something like this will never happen again. If you keep hammering the same stuff over and over again, the good saying you're going to poke the bear, the bear's eventually going to fucking bite back, and that's when shit literally happens. That's when you have storming of the Capitol, you have the Baltimore riots, you have, like, I'm try- I'm blanking on the other shit things. In, uh, Washington. Yeah, Antifa, you have the fucking QAnon when when you are hammering down people's throats that this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong, as humans, you're literally going to sit there and be like, well, is it wrong? Like, am, am, I, am I, should I be, like, a part of this movement and do it this way instead of if you're just sitting on TV and you're talking to people and you're like, listen, like, I know we're going through issues, but this is what we're going to do to try to resolve them and talk issues out. It's like they purposely try to hammer all the negativity negativity rather to keep people riled up. And that's where I get mad. Like I genuinely get heated up about it because I just want everybody I'm team human, man. I just want everybody to get along, get along. and have fun. Exactly. It's is it is it really that much to ask for? Is it really it's, that it's, hard? I've said it before on this podcast so many times like humanity's biggest downfall is just not treating this world as like an absolute paradise. We didn't have to. This didn't all have to happen. Humanity, it's like a it's like a one in a kajillion chance that like we have became what we became, and we just fucking take it for granted. Like everyone, just be happy. Treat you know, it's a, but you know I'm going to start going against people's norms if I go real deep into it, like on a, like a capitalist and a socialist aspect. But like everyone should be able to reap the rewards of the world equally. True, truly, truthfully, that's how it actually should be. I know it never will be, but I truly believe that's humanity's biggest downfall is just like seeing things in a different light. Like, who gives a fuck what your skin color is? Seriously, Seriously. who gives a fuck? Say it again, dude. Who gives a who gives a fuck if that person can sit there and have a genuine conversation with you 
and can connect with you. And the best part about it is, is they probably have different views on things. You might learn a thing or two other than just sitting down, reading the same fucking things over and over again and being like, my way's right. My way's right. Your way's wrong. It's like, dude, they're really in reality. There's no right or wrong things. It's all just fucking opinions and people pick one opinion or one value and you follow it. There's no definite right or fucking wrong except murder. You shouldn't murder people. That's literally it. That's it. And There's rape. no right or wrong. And rape. And rape. That's true. That's true. We do not promote rape. We do. We do. <laughs> what about, <laughs> no, what about stealing, Jay? Can we steal from other people? And we can't steal. Follow see, the Ten steal, Commandments. If you steal in a Robin Hood fashion, I don't see a problem with it. Okay. Well, yeah, I might agree. That's right. And that just goes back to what I just Can said. You kill uh, protecting your family? Absolutely. absolutely. Okay, so I just want to make sure we're clear, you know. No, that, that's, I, that's my point. Like, it's all gray to, area. If you have well, to do something... Here's here's what but what going I, back to what I'm saying you shouldn't have to steal to support your family. Oh, I agree with you. I totally agree with you. I what I'm saying and I'm going to respectfully disagree with you okay. a little bit on this. Um I I don't I think I believe in a world where there are um there 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 has to be good and there has to be a line between what is good what is evil and i think what you're saying is like there is no like perception of it is just what you see uh it's a really deep conversation to have um i think that we have you know that a lot of people would disagree and say well you know there are right ways of doing things um there are right ways of thinking the problem is is what we have talked about before is that people don't listen to what other people have to say and understand their perspective and get to the point where you can truly understand that no that's that's kind of where I'm going. No, I feel you. That that's I was going to say perspective as well because I agree with what you're saying. I do. But there also are some situations where you might think something's right and I might think it's wrong. So who gets to decide on what's right and wrong? That that's kind of my point. Yeah, it's like But I think there is definite which you're right what you're saying. I'm just also saying there's definite evil. Like there's, I don't think there's a perception of something being evil or if it's not evil. I think there's just legitimate evil too. Like, I think generally, most pe most people are born good. I-, I I'd like to think people are born good with good hearts, but you know, a lot of people go down the wrong path and then. What they, whatever it is, I don't know, killing, raping, stealing, uh, whatever. They're just downright evil people, and there's no way around it, in my opinion. No, I, 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 like I said, I definitely 100% agree with that, but I'm just like trying to, you know, get in their head and play like a devil's advocate here. Kind of like from the Joker movie, I always go back to. Like, if you're born and raised in that type of environment that you're talking about, to you, that might be what's good and normal. Whereas to me, if I'm not born in that kind of environment, to me, it might be a bad thing. But that's how you kind of grew up and your family made a living. So for you... It's it's hard. He's saying that your perception of that, since that's what you grew up knowing, isn't evil. That's what you know. Exactly. Yeah. So he's saying well, yeah. if you grow up in an environment that promotes stealing, I don't, you know, it's there's weird fucking people out there. I, no, I, I, say I, that I'm not saying I even up. consider someone st- who steals evil. 
I'm saying sometimes people get in situations in life where they have to do that stuff, which I'm not saying that makes them evil. I'm saying there are just truly evil-hearted Evil minded people. Like, prime example, which we could go if we really thought about there's the list. Evil Ted Bundy. Evil. There's no perception, well, what he came from, what he went through made him think this was right. right. That dude is just straight up evil. 100%. Yes. Now, now, old Jimmy, uh, his family needed food and he went and stole a loaf of bread from the store. Right. No. Like, he had to do that. I think what you're getting, I I think kind of the, to me, to kind of take it a step beyond that, I think it has to do with most people, the majority of society would agree that uh, Ted Bundy, what he does is evil. So the more people that agree upon something as being good, bad, right, wrong, the more people that believe it, that's where the moral, you know, the moral absolute comes yeah. into, but like I think what's happening now in the country because of um, the issues that we've had across the country and even across the world with race is that you know for so long you know um, the narrative has has been has been created by white society, okay? But like I think now so many more stories because through social media, through Twitter, through just people being more aware of what's going on in. Um, the black community and other ethnic groups throughout the country, we're hearing more and more. And so our our minds are changing, like saying, well, I I can't tell what it's like to live in this person's shoes, but we have to be able to listen and understand that because that's how things change. So I think a lot of people's minds are starting to change, but it's hard to do that, particularly as I think we've talked about it before. If you've grown up believing something, yeah. it's hard to change your mindset about something until you really experience something outside of that. And so if many people are living in a closed society, they only see, and I I don't, I'm not judging people. I'm just saying like, if you have a a close knit group of friends, they're only like one ethnic group. And that's what it is. When you go out in society, if you're not aware of what other groups are and what their traditions are or what, you know, the way that they see the world, that's when the clashes start. If you, if you live a closed environment, I think more people know greater understanding comes from that. And then we can maybe reach a point where we're not arguing about every, like the small things that, you know, we should never be having some of the, some of these discussions. Yeah. yeah. That makes, does that make sense? No, yeah. It, makes, yeah. It, yeah. it, it makes sense. definitely makes sense. I, I agree. It, it's all about, I, you know, I don't know. It's all about you. Like, I think that's why it's a good, it's a good thing to um, go to college Right. You know, like get exposed to different mm-hmm. ethnic groups and, and yeah. types of people, people that are coming from a different part of the country. Right. Like, ed- just educate yourself. I mean, uh, was it last episode? I'm pretty sure last episode I said, you know, don't be a sheep. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, I don't mean that in like the extreme terms that some people use it in, in, in this day and age. But I just mean, you know, educate yourself, have a have an educated discussion on things with friends. Like yeah. right. just try to learn where other people are coming from yeah. right. and you might actually fucking understand right. it and, well, you, like, and not just be closed minded. Yeah. Just like, you know, just kind of what you're talking about, like moving on beyond this world. Like when I graduated uh, from West Liberty, I was determined. I said, you know what? I, I want to stay around here. I want to be a teacher around here. It was just really difficult at the time to get that job. And like many people, I had to move out of the state right. to a state where there 
were jobs, and I moved, ended up moving down to North Carolina. And it was just, and I, I tell the story to numerous people, like what, it, what it's like, and I don't want to, I hate to use the word culture shock, but shock is just a different, it was just a different culture there. I remember going to um, my teacher training meetings when we went down there as a new teacher. All the teachers are in there. There were, there were predominantly white teachers, okay, new teachers there. There were black teachers there, um, but they were predominantly white. Even the faculty itself at, at my school was predominantly white. But then when the students came in the first day, we were in the auditorium, and our student body makeup was 60-40. 60% black, 40% white. And so what I saw as an adult through you know, a white man's eyes who moved from Wheeling, West Virginia down here shocked me because I was like, okay, I didn't see that coming. And it was like I was standing in the auditorium and I didn't realize, this is going to sound really stupid, but I'm okay with that. I didn't realize where I was because it was a different world for me. At that, from that point on, my world changed. Because as you said, you have to get out of a certain world in order, and see what the world's like in order to understand it. Right. At that point, it changed, and I had to grow. Because like, I, I knew what racism is, and it's easy sometimes to talk about it. But to kind of see it like firsthand happening, like I can remember being in like a Rite Aid down, down uh, in North Carolina. And like I would walk in with bags and stuff and like, you know, walk around, shop a little bit. But then I remember seeing... Um, one of my students walk in, had bags, but the, the person at the counter said, you have to put your bags over here. And it, it had nothing to do with the age, just had to do with the color of the person's skin. And right. we, we talk, I remember talking about that with my students. They're like, oh, yeah, it doesn't make any difference. If you're a black person going to that store, then you do. You have to check your bags because you're black. Yeah. And, and I didn't, I don't, unless, unless you see it, you don't realize it. And so unless you listen to other people's stories and understand, like, what would that be like to walk in and say, based on the color of your skin, you have to behave differently? You know mm -hmm. what I mean? No, and then, I agree. And it was like, and it, I just, I remember, like, kind of gravitating towards that a lot because I was so curious about, like, what would it be like to do, you know, to be in that situation? And I can remember, like, going to, like, I, I helped out with the basketball team and as assistant coach all the players on the team were black except for maybe one or two white players. I Could they shoot? Mm -hmm. Could they shoot? The white players? Yeah, because white men yeah. shoot. Yeah, but they all could shoot. But, like, the white players could shoot, too. But it was... <laughs> what? No, it's a running joke. Like, when... Oh, when, white man can't jump. No, no, no. no. Like, like when when oh. you're like watching the NCAA tournament or the NBA, yes. and a white guy checks in with a bunch you're like, of black don't, guys. Don't you're like you're don't like, leave you're like, don't leave the white open. kid open. Gotcha. Do that, not that, leave that dude's yeah. in there to hit three. Yeah. Fair enough. I do not leave the white that. kid open. <laughs> but yeah, I get you now. Okay, but no, it was like, but I didn't. Eventually, I got to the point where I didn't even. I w I wasn't like worried about it anymore it was just like it became part of my life and that's how it was and you know i remember going to um a, a black baptist chapel on sunday mornings and you know i was raised a catholic boy and i was like i the bet only it was white. lit it was like but it was so cool there was so much passion and yeah. energy and thoughtfulness and the service and it was just different because like you know if we talked about this before you know i'm raised a catholic and we go into church we're like 
Shandell, you know, Neil, and pray quietly. But like this was a different world for me. And I'm not saying that white Baptist churches, they're, they're, they're dissimilar from that, but they're still different from the Catholic church. But like experiencing other cultures, other religions, seeing what's going on there, it helps you become a better person. And I think that's what we live in such a society where we're so polarized. Let me, let, let me, let me ask yeah. you this because I feel everybody can agree, maybe not, but people aren't born to hate other people. Like no. when you come out of the womb, of not. it's not already decided like he's going to not like him. She's not going to like her. What, what is it? that gets people in that mindset is it the movies that we watch is it the tv shows that we watch is it social media now is it parents like because luckily for me like my parents are are great like when i i've never ever ran into that issue where it's like oh jesus this person looks like this can't trust that guy type deal Mm -hmm. i i just i always wonder how what what it is that gets people's brains churning that way. And I sometimes don't think it's anything direct. Like, it's not like somebody's going to a class and saying, you can't talk to this person. You can't talk to that person. I almost think it's like when you're watching your favorite TV shows or you're watching your favorite movies and you see how these people interact differently and how they're portrayed in the world and and not even to start with the news you know what i mean it's it's weird how all of this stuff just has been brought to light lately and it honestly kind of does does kind of break my heart in a sense of like i couldn't imagine driving a car and being petrified if i got pulled over i think what like well, first of all, let me say I have a minor in sociology, so I will I will answer this for you. Give it to me. So, basically, I think, like you said, I don't think it it happens directly. Like, I don't think you go to a place and then someone spews some shit, and you're like, "Oh, that's what I believe." Like, I think it's things that happen very, very subtly. Whether you know, basically, you are what your environment was growing up so like it's so dependent like if if you like we we went to st mike's you guys went there full time for eight years or whatever i i left in fourth grade but like if if things are could be just be that different if i went to st mike's or if i went to corpus christi or whatever like just these tiny little influences can change you drastically you could have ended up like neil or brady exactly and and they're shit bags shitty and it's it's i think that stuff can happen very subtly like who's your friend group that you ended up in and because a lot of times kids don't know like they're just trying to fit in so you get involved in a friend group and you're you don't even realize what you're doing because you're just trying to fit in again there's so many different factors that factor into to your makeup obviously a big thing is is how you're raised by your parents it's definitely when you start school the people that you start to gravitate towards, like that's a major influence on who you're going to become. And that lasts for like, you know, how long are you in school? I, I think we're leaving like 18 out years, of, leaving out a big uh, part to our teachers. Yeah, exactly. Every, you could have every an ass, little you could have thing. An asshole teacher who 
is racist yep. and you're just around it and yep. you think and that's it, how it, it is. And it rubs off. Yeah. For no reason. It's just, just how it kind of is. So many things. It's not, it's sometimes it's not even school. Like I, it's just crazy when you think about what kids are put through, you are raised by your parents, but then you could be at your grandparents' house for the weekend and your grandparents can have different views than your parents. Then your grandparents are spewing stuff for a weekend and that rubs off on you. Like you just don't know. Like a child's mind, honestly, up until you are like eighteen years old and even and even further on than that, is is such a sponge and like we don't even realize it. And don't forget entertainment, like Enter- television, exactly. movies, everything. music, everything. You think about how much is in there that like portrays different ethnic groups in different ways. Yeah. Um, it's it's literally Every single thing that you're exposed to as a child can influence who you become and what you believe in. It's actually quite fascinating. It's wild. I fucking it's, love there's, this. There's not a there's not a single thing that that doesn't contribute to your influence. This whole conversation front to back has been phenomenal, isn't it? It's just yeah. it's just wild stuff to think about. Like the human, ma- like it's crazy. now that I'm thinking. Well, obviously my own thoughts are my own thoughts, but it's like if. Your environment has molded you into who you are. It's like, it's so weird to think, like, is any part of you, like, original? Whoa. Okay, now that's a mind. That blows my mind. I would say. I would say yes. Yes, Like, I I feel like my thoughts are my thoughts, but it's like. Well, it's because it's like what I said last episode. You eventually, you do. Come into your own. Well, you hit an age where, like, you can start making like yeah. you can start questioning what you're being told and yeah. like you could be in a situation where you are saying to yourself, "Well, that's not right." Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's not I I think when you're younger, yeah, maybe you just go along with things for a while because this is what you don't know any better. But like you said, I think yeah, we have original thoughts. Yeah. It's like, ju- you come into your own. Yeah, you do. But it's just it was just a weird thing. That is this a- conversation made me start thinking that like yeah, like everything you're but yeah, your environments, your school, your friends, your freaking whatever you watch turns you into this person. But it's like, did I create anything on my own, that, or yeah, was I mean, it because of something <laughs> I absorbed years ago? That, that is a that is a tough thing to think about. How many? I've how never, many? Hours? I, hey, never listener, about that. listeners, I promise I'm not high. But I am, and I'm like, how many hours you got? I'll let you know. <laughs> I, I mean, that's crazy that your brain navigated to that like that's you sat here and were and that came to your mind that is a a wild thought i i have to say whoa that is a wild thought i mean and i I, it's i don't even know what else to say it's hard it's hard to answer that yeah i mean truthfully i i don't know the answer is i don't know and that's okay it's actually a very brave thing to say i don't know thank you it is because you're admitting you don't know something, and that's a sometimes it's a position of weakness, but also a position of strength. Yeah, Think about it. Facts. Yeah, facts. big facts. Big facts. You guys got anything else you want to want to spew into? Well, we just started, didn't we? Yeah, thought so. Yeah. Oh, I'm just joking. No, but just real quick, you, what did uh, what did we what did you just say? We just started, didn't we? No, literally two seconds ago. We just started. No. <laughs> oh, saying I don't know. Oh, yeah. I don't know. 
that's a big freaking thing mm-hmm. now. Especially you ever get asked a question like, and you're expected a yes or no right now. It's like, listen, I yeah, don't have an, I don't answer. Have an answer. I don't have an answer yeah. for you right now. Uh-huh. I know. I feel you. That's like I do that a lot. Now. Oh yeah, all the time. Because yeah. I don't want to say yes because like it might be no tomorrow. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I just like, I don't find shame in saying I don't know because I don't want to tell somebody something that's completely wrong. Yeah. And they go their whole life. They were like, well, Jake Jake told me that pizza's supposed to be ate this way. No, right. I don't even mean, like, on how to do something or just, like. That was just an example. But yeah. I, I go with you. But, I, but I, live, I live my life by that example. Like, I refuse to. And some, it's, a, it's a big thing for me at work, especially right now, how I'm, like, learning stuff. I will sometimes get in my head and think, man, I'm probably annoying the shit out of people asking and clarifying something, like, three times. But it's just, like. I don't want to fucking tell somebody the wrong thing. Amen. I just don't want to do it. There's I'm nothing not, wrong with that. There's not. I don't want to come off looking like a fucking dumbass. Facts. I have always been that way. I can't help it. No, I I'm I'm with you. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong if you're in a room full of people and everybody understands it, but you don't. There's nothing wrong with us asking a question. And anybody that would laugh or like make a snarky comment, that that's their issue. Then they're they're just, just an asshole. Yeah, they're just an insecure asshole. Like be it, it it literally is okay to just sit back, not know something, and and ask about it. Because down the road, if you don't ask that question, you know, maybe maybe it's something a valuable piece of information that you could have missed out on your whole life. I mean, seriously. Yeah. No, absolutely. 100%. I mean, Boom. listeners out there, I know, like, you know, some of us are older, maybe some of us are younger, but, like, seriously, think about what we just said. Don't be scared to ask questions and and get the right answers on things. You don't want to fuck things up. I mean, whether it's in uh, job capacity or just, like, everyday life, like, fucking ask questions. There's nothing wrong with it. And like Jake said, if someone is going to be a snarky about it or and and if they're being serious and not just joking for a second then they're just a fucking asshole and they have their own issues 100 percent. they're just fucking stupid fuck them facts (laughs) fuck them f-a-x well boys it's been a motherfucking time aj yes it's been a pleasure having you come on i i truly 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 have enjoyed your presence every week i i love when you're around like i said I, I I really do enjoy talking to you because it it is a it is a different perspective than me. Sometimes we agree on things, sometimes we don't, and I like to hear you out. And I'm I may not agree afterwards, but at least I can understand where you're coming from. And I feel as if that is a big piece that is missing today. It's okay to talk to somebody. It is okay to hear them out, and it's also okay to not agree with them afterwards. Give people a chance. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Jerry Nixon Jr. That is at Jerry Nixon Jr. Make sure to follow the Juice Box Pod on everything at the Juice Box Pod on Instagram at the Juice Box Pod on Twitter. We are almost to 500 followers on Instagram, which will be a giant milestone. As soon as we also hit 500 followers on Twitter, I will be picking one follower on each uh platform i will be gifting a hundred bucks to that lucky winner and i will be creating one of one juice box merch for those people so tell a friend get people to follow us on twitter 
Your ass might win a sick shirt with my fucking face on it. Good night. Thank you, Uncle AJ, for coming. It's always a pleasure. Um, once I'm on Instagram at John Theodore Nixon on Instagram. I'm on the Juicebox Podcast Twitter. That's at the Juicebox Pod. That's at the Juicebox Pod. Hashtag Milk Gang. You guys already know. Follow me on TikTok at People Forget with two T's. Um, follow us on Facebook, the Juicebox Podcast. We are not the diabetes. The Juicebox Podcast. Uncle AJ. Tell us a little bit what you got going on. Tell us a little bit about your book. Plug yourself a little bit. Oh, well, thank you, uh, JT. Uh, yeah, um, again, thanks, guys, for having me on here. Um, yeah, my uh, second book is uh, Sunday Mornings with Coffee. Uh, it's a collection of uh, all of my blogs that I've had 56,000 views on those, which is really good for me, you know? I feel pretty good oh, about yeah. that. Wow. That's, that's incredible awesome. for yeah. anyone. I know. That's awesome. So, but that, I've been doing it for like four years. So, you know, I'm just enjoying it. But it's a great book. Um, you can find it at my website at www.ajbucon.com. And, hey, I'll tell you what. Over the next couple weeks or so, I'll give you two weeks. If you want to DM me and get a copy of the book, I'll give you a dollar off of the book if you happen to mention the Juice Box podcast, when you DM me, say, hey, I listened to the Juice Box. I heard that episode. I heard that offer. Can I get a dollar off on the book? And I would gladly do that for you because if you're listening to the Juice Box, you're listening to one great podcast. And if you're reading my book, if you'd like to read, you're one great person. What a <laughs> Thank shot. You. What a shot at me. Well, I... Yes, thank you. All right. All right, and you know what? I'm just going to say it. I'll do you one better. If you DM me before you DM him, I'll Venmo you a dollar to put towards that, and you'll get $2 off. Boom. So how about that? You DM, you DM me and send me your Venmo. I'll shoot you a dollar over. Wow, I like that. I got no issues with it. That's just what we do. Okay? All right, I'm on Instagram at Zarly Price. And I'm on Twitter at PokeZar. That's Z-A-R. Z is in zebra, A is in apple. Are you going to read AJ's new book? Dun, dun, dun. R as in Reebok. Don't get it twisted. Bye-bye. <laughs>